0: Not starting the show
1: like that, I'm not starting the show
0: like that. We can start it like this, Billy. I'm very bad at bowling. I went bowling last night, and I want to see if you remember the la- the first recollection I have of bowling was at Brunswick in Denton, Texas.
1: Oh, and, and you want me to tell I... you what you did? You want me to say it? You want me to say it because I do remember. I remember exactly yeah, what you're going to talk it's about.
0: Maybe the most impressive thing I've ever done accidentally. So go ahead. How
1: old were you? Six? I
0: would say like between six and eight years old.
1: Yeah. And we were bowling in a lane, and we had the bumpers up. We had the bumpers. And little six-year-old Dagny came out and flung the bowling ball in a way that I would describe as wrong. Like, that's not the way you roll a bowling ball. <laughs> and she, it, it hit our lane, bounced over the bumpers into the lane next to us, bounced off of that lane, went one uh-huh. more lane over, so two lanes over, and got a strike on some stranger's lane.
0: Honestly, it's really the best thing I've ever done in my entire life. And yesterday- you I was... bounced
1: a bowling ball across two lanes, Dagny. They're not yeah, supposed but... to bounce like that.
0: Let me tell you, I got, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you the score I got last night, which was 29.
1: Okay, that's embarrassing for you. You shouldn't have said <laughs> yeah. that into a recording.
0: No, it's okay. What's funny is I don't get embarrassed by like being bad at garden games and like, if anything with hand-eye coordination at this point in my life I know I'm bad at it and I I embrace it I'm like I started off by like I'm not gonna be good at this but we're gonna we're gonna do it and I'm gonna have fun and I did have fun but I did do very God. badly um so but I I get embarrassed um uh, for the sake of my friends that I'm with because I do look like an idiot uh, so I try to do good for their sake so I don't look stupid, but I don't mind looking dumb at this, at this point in my life. I've, I've embraced the stupid.
1: I just, I'm glad you went bowling again. Oh, I guess you, I bet you would have done better with bumpers.
0: Uh, yeah, cause I had to get a gutter ball at least once every round.
1: That's impressive. That's, yeah, I honestly, think,
0: okay. if I, I got a score less than 30, I think that's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, it's like you tried for it.
0: Yeah, I did. I did. Good
1: morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. No matter when you're listening, welcome to Poptimist, Optimist, a pop culture breakdown show focused on optimism and just you know liking things, guys. Geez, I just liked it. I'm your host. My name is Billy. Hey, who's that?
0: I'm Dagny, the world's worst bowler.
1: Up there, go world record, baby.
0: Hell yeah, that's impressive. Uh, um, next time, I'm gonna aim for zero. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that actually went...
1: sounds easier than what you did. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. yeah, yeah um 29 sounds harder than zero
0: (laughs) it was really hard for me actually um i went to i think it's chateau bowling i think over it was actually like maybe a mile or two from your apartment so sorry for not inviting you i didn't realize but it was in koreatown uh so next time i'll invite you
1: was it on vermont was it also part bar yes i used to live really close to that i used to park there
0: yeah yeah that's where we went
1: i could have walked there and you didn't even text
0: I know. I'll invite you next time. I went with um, two friends of the pod. Actually, three friends of the pod. Four. Four. Went with Rocky and Joe, uh, Jane from last our last episode, and John. Um, and then I also invited our guest, but he could not come because he said he slept all day. So <laughs> we'll get into Drag it him.
1: He's not even here. He's muted. Drag <laughs> him. He's in another country. Oh, he's gone again. Turned um, off out of shame.
0: Well, do you have any
1: um any fun pop culture nonsense you want to I hop to?
0: I have too many, so I'm thinking I'll just rapid fire. But well, first... we could
1: let's we're gonna do a mini episode, so let's just pick something, and then we'll save. No, all no, those no! For, like, I already big... have
0: them all written down. I'll get. We'll talk more <laughs> in depth. But I am um, at first. I do want to talk about something very fun that I did for the first time okay. ever, which was Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios. Oh, very um, cool! It was really, really fun. I'll just say the highlights um, were I really liked the tram because they changed the tour into uh, one of the rides or haunted houses, whatever. Um, So they drive you down a little bit and they're like, oh, no, we can't go any further. And then you have to walk back up. And your whole walk up, the first one you go through, it's just like people with chainsaws jumping at you. It's honestly I jump, I screamed Great. a lot. But you go to like this clown's party that he wants to have. And he's like a really scary clown. He's based off Is of like the, the clown spottings of like, you know, years ago yeah, where they were like But isn't he spots. like the
1: master of ceremonies for the All Halloween Horror Nights cuz he like opens There's there's a character that I know Universal yeah. has like unlock the gates when Horror Nights starts.
0: I think it might be him. I think his name's like Crusty, Something I don't know. But his party That's is at the, the base Motel. Oh, maybe it's not. <laughs> uh they do have the Simpsons there though. No. Yeah. 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 So, um His party is at the Bates Motel. So you have to you don't get to walk through it, but you walk like around it, which is my dream come true because I love Psycho. Um, And then you walk up a little further. You go through another little maze part and people jump out at you. And I joked because the first thing are a bunch of people in cats costumes. And I yelled at them and I was like, I loved your movie (laughs) because of cats. Um, And they ended up not scaring me. So maybe they appreciated the compliment and then after that you go it's the the big draw of the tram ride it's not a ride whatever maze um was it was part jordan peele um so you go through the set of nope and all of the scary people there are us characters so a bunch of people in red jumpsuits with like dark kind of creepish makeup holding scissors that charge at you and that was scary because i watched us the night before and i had never seen it um very good That's one funny. i really like yeah. all jordan peele's movies are great but i really enjoyed us um and the only other one i have not seen halloween but my boyfriend john has seen halloween and it's one of the few like scary movies from my understanding that like has terrified him because i think he watched it at a young age and oh, he yeah. was very supportive in the other mazes when we went through because i was not doing well
1: you but this one I haven't
0: seen Halloween. Yeah, I haven't seen Michael Myers. Don't tell other friend of the pod, Samantha. Um, I will watch it. I plan on watching it this season, but I'm kind of yeah, glad watch. I didn't because I wasn't as scared as I think I would be going through this. Because it yeah. was every room a tall Michael Myers jumps out at you. And He's gotta be
1: over six feet, ideally like six he, four or taller. He's they gotta were be. All, big, all of the actors huge.
0: were pretty, maybe not all over six feet, but he was he they were all big. And yeah. um, yeah. I had to be strong at that one. Cause that was the one time that John was like, actually very scared. Um, and to cope, I would just yell at them at, along the way. I'd be like, hi, you're doing great. And I'm just scream at them. Um, and the only <laughs> other, the only other really, fun, I'm very scared. Or, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, do, I'm like, you're doing a really good job. Um, the only really big one or all of it was very fun, but for the first time ever in the Hogwarts area or the, um, hogsmeade area they had death eaters that would charge at you and that was pretty fun and creepy um i hope with technology later on you we get like dementors and other creepy stuff but highly recommend it was a lot of fun um we want to go we're talking i will say i will say the wait for the weekend maze was not worth it it was like cool ish but definitely not the coolest one the hotel not a long wait very creepy um so anyway
1: in the maze though did you find the weekend like he's been lost since the super bowl year and a half ago
0: (laughs) yeah but he was having his body ripped apart and then put back together uh it was a it was an interesting story but the wait was not worth it um no shade to the weekend okay and then i'm just gonna literally just list all of the things i've watched and not talk about them at all but all of them i will say i am enjoying um so got back into Abbott elementary very fun Sir, iconic watched show. So first good. episode of Dahmer, very scary. Uh, Shout watch out to Fatal Fatal a-
1: who's in an episode. He's oh, a exciting! Canadian, I know. Um,
0: uh, watched Fatal Attraction for the first time for no specific oh, reason. Fine. Actually, I'll tell you offline for the specific reason. Um, and that was man. Was it the Glenn vagina Close, shot? So it? good. No. Oh no! no, no I'm no, no, no.
1: mixing up the movies.
0: <laughs> oh my god, Glenn Close! I was thinking iconic. Basic Instinct. Yeah. No. Um. We'll talk about Fatal Attraction later can't do that over this recording um i watched do revenge which is a fun little like teen high school movie um that on netflix that's kind of like mean girls heather's not as good but very fun i recommend it it's kind of goofy especially if you're on tiktok there's like a lot of songs and audio that they use from tiktoks but not in a distasteful way it's actually very fun um continually watching Mad Men on season five Watch Love Is Blind after the altar. That show just keeps giving and giving and giving. We we love Love Is Blind. um Also watching House of Dragon and very much enjoying it. Matt Smith hot is D. as sexy as ever. Um, yeah, he is. Abraham, glad they, they, cut the oh, yeah, they cut the Abraham Lincoln
1: looking motherfucker. I saw the haircut. Uh, I saw the haircut. It looks way better.
0: It's hot, and literally every episode he walks in, and there's a TikTok that's like the um friend friend of the love, pod, the claire. love island that is this week a hot new bombshell has entered the villa <laughs> and the audio claire, every episode he has like a strut into the that's whatever. what she said
1: claire said matt smith gets an entrance every single episode yeah and i was like and good it, for him
0: it's incredible every time um handmaid's tale is back i already know what happens this season but i'm having a great time watching it um, oh
1: yeah if you guys go back a, a, a few months there's an episode where Dagny says oh and I read all the scripts too and then it bleeps it's because she shouldn't have told me that she yeah, read yeah, all Yeah the that Agnesio
0: was a, that was an accident um but Handmaid's yeah. Tale is back I, I, there's only one more season after this i don't know what they're going to do with it but it's still fun it's it's not i wouldn't say as strong as it used to be but still fun um two other things Ring of Power oh my god um, it's uh i'm having fun with it it's not it's never going to be like Lord of the Rings because Lord of the Rings, you know, is superb and perfect. It actually but feels like fun. Lord of the
1: Rings. That's why I it like does. It, so
0: much. it does. I just don't. I really I don't like connect Rings with the power. characters as much. But it's only like I've only watched four episodes, so I'm. We're John and I are watching it together, and we're we're, we're having a, a good time. And last, I, sorry, our ever guest talked, is oh. our
1: guest is throwing in hot takes. He says, "Excuse me, Rings of Power is amazing," and I agree. I think it's incredible.
0: I, I I'm not shitty thing. on it. I'm not shitty on it. I just wish more would happen. Oh, and he's still typing in the chat. We'll, we'll just let him talk. You're um, just
1: wrong, Dagny.
0: All right. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Apologies. It's the greatest thing that I've ever watched in my entire life. I'm just going to go <laughs> walk into the street because apparently I have no taste. Um, last the rehearsal. I don't know if I if I ever talked about the rehearsal. I on started HBO. it. No,
1: I'm I've I've watched the first three episodes. I'm gonna watch the final three here soon. It's it's genius, and I hate it's it. it's
0: superb. Um, when you get to the episode where he teaches the fielder method, which is his that's my method, next
1: episode, and told me that incredible. that is the funniest thing he's ever seen. Yes,
0: yes, oh, I can't and wait. oh yeah, I you have to bleep his name, the fiance. I know. Um, <laughs> he told me when I was watching it that he genuinely wants to incorporate that into his teaching um at his high school anyway okay that's all um those well we I don't even get more into wanna... in our recap <laughs>
1: yeah i don't even want to jump into it because there's been so much i will just say though um i went to a screening of the netflix film hustle the adam sandler basketball movie um oh, yeah. and i don't know if i can talk about it so just to be safe Is i am on the out, no no but uh, about why I got to see it which is because oh. um I'm on the nominating committee for let's just call it the PAG Awards the the la- the the Lean Actors Guild the lag all right so I went to the screening for Hustle and Adam Sandler did a talk back and Henry Winkler was moderating and that was very cool they were lovely but also like I fully did not expect to like this movie as much as I did because it's a sports movie and I was like yeah there's good sports movies and I like them but I'm not going to get hyped for it but this was um uh maybe the best basketball movie i've ever seen and it's because every nba player every character who is a basketball player is played by an nba player even the main guy who i thought was like surely just a really tall actor they found and then they had a body double (laughs) no and and quite a few of these basketball players turned in really surprisingly phenomenal performances Uh, and then on top of that adam sandler is great playing a coach And uh, his wife in the movie is played by Queen Latifah. And they're so good together that I want a whole rom-com with the two of them.
0: That Um, sounds fun.
1: Yeah, they're so good. But Queen Latifah's good in everything. So, uh, yeah, that's all. There's so much stuff I want to talk about. The last thing I'll say is there are two shows. Sometimes people tell me to watch shows and then I put them off for a long time. Shut the fuck
0: up. I knew you were going to do this.
1: So I'm watching uh, this show. I don't know if you've heard of it, Dagny, because it's Korean
0: get out but it's
1: called squid game um yeah i know that's it's, very... it's a weird title i get it but I'm, I'm i'm more than halfway through and it's very very good so i highly don't, recommend
0: don't we're not and then there's about this, this
1: and then there's this other show <laughs> that is only two seasons and i watched the first season back when it aired but i'm just now right now watching what season two of Stranger fleabag
0: things? oh you're joking
1: So I watched season one like four years ago, and now I'm watching season two of Fleabag.
0: (laughs) Our guest said he's leaving. (laughs) Season two is, I mean, they're both maybe the best things ever on television, but season two is is even better than season one. Fleabag makes me
1: scream with laughter
0: it's the best so, i just yeah. i just um,
1: saw i just uh, if you, i'll get it i'll get our guest in on a bit before he runs away but there's the episode where she's in the priest's office and she looks at the painting on the wall and she's like jesus because jesus is kind of sexy in the painting <laughs> and then two minutes later he asks her about her religion she goes oh no i don't believe in god and then the painting falls off the wall <laughs> yes and i died all right so before our guest gets mad at me for uh the, taking these two iconic tv shows so, and watching um, them about three years too late um I think we should bring our guest on. It's a returning guest. He was one of our earlier guests, and he actually is the guest on the episode I use as an example when I tell people about this show. When I'm like, yeah, people bring in, you know, obscure topics or or things that aren't very good because this lovely man told me all about Halle Berry's Catwoman, and it changed my life.
0: It's perfect. Uh, Please
1: welcome, back to the pod, back to Poptimist, it's Alex Villarreal. Hello,
2: hello. Tis I... Catwoman enthusiast, um, Lord yeah. of the Rings, uh, Rings of Power super fan, criticizer of watching things three years too late.
0: Yeah, thank yeah. you, C'est moi. Thank you, C'est moi. I'm I will so sorry.
2: Be... No. Oh no, I was just gonna say that I do. I do kind of relate to watching things a little late because I'm notorious for not finishing. Like when I know a show is gonna end, I don't watch the last yes. season. Because I want to pretend that it's still going, I do that with okay. everything.
1: I have to tell you the the darkest, my darkest secret, which is I have not seen I think the final five episodes of BoJack Horseman.
2: <laughs> I've never seen BoJack Horseman. So
1: oh, I Ooh, love that show, but good. I never
2: finished it because anything that reminds me of like like anything that feels to me like bro comedy, I'm just like <laughs> I'm not an office fan. Bye. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: I would. Say oh, I would tell hit. you BoJack isn't that. I understand why you think that, but it's really not. That's interesting. Oh, okay um yeah because yeah, it's, it's actually fun. it's actually a, a comedy about mental health <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: and
1: and alcoholism and uh being a shitty person oh my god love uh, mental health uh,
0: yeah love mental huge, health. Skin.
2: Loves huge skin love
0: going to therapy which he doesn't um does go to rehab <laughs> though i think more than once in that oh. show. Um,
1: <laughs> i also speaking of late. this one was less late i also watched season two of russian doll and it was amazing highly recommend oh
0: but, I, yeah Russian Doll.
1: Um, Tasha Leone's Leon. Netflix, Time. Oh, with like, yeah. Not, yeah, yeah,
2: it's a lot.
1: And season one is so perfect that they fully did not need a season two. And I was like, why do we need a season two? But then I loved season two, so that's fine. I did. Not I used as...
0: the the song from season one as my alarm clock for like two years of gotta get up gotta get out, gotta get morning i think that's why i
2: didn't like it i was like i i can't i can't listen to this song anymore <laughs> oh you think you think <laughs> that's Number bad 12, imagine her
1: bronx gal <laughs> they give us up. we got we got the the song drops in one time in season two. Oh god and it goodness. was so nice she had <laughs> there's because season two is a whole different thing but she accidentally at one point ends up back in the time loop very briefly oh the same no. one from season one yeah. and she's just like Ugh. and when she walks out of the bathroom it's it's you see like she's fully prepared she's like need a light like ever she knows what everybody needs she knows what everyone's <laughs> gonna say
0: <laughs> sweet birthday baby
1: oh yeah, yeah she says what her friend is gonna say at the exact same <laughs> second her friend says it she's like fuck you asshole <laughs> i love that show i hope they get a season three because it's so wild
0: it's fun. It's fun. Uh, Time travel comedy is always great. Um, well, and we got
1: um, Shit's Creek in season two. What's her name?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was in it. Yeah. Um, Annie Murphy. She was a, a of little
1: life. bit Alexis. Annie Murphy. Thank you.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Alex, how have you let's been? Let's get into this.
2: Yeah, it's nice to see you. Oh, my God. I've been good. I've been, you know, working on my thesis film, La Bruja. oh my god there's marketing there's ads there's no um, way you guys i have it on media i show it to everyone when they're like oh how are you what are you doing like literally every stranger i meet i'm like oh i'm working on my thesis film scan the qr code (laughs) donate money (laughs) yeah i've been working on that we're like on we finished vfx we're in the sound and music stage so super exciting a lot of work i think more work than i I think like, I mean, obviously directing and making movies is a lot of work, but like something that is like to this level is a lot more work than I thought it would be. So I'm just like, this is a lot like it's it's That's almost cool, like though. having a full time job. Yeah, it's a it's a great it's a great problem to have. I mean, it's not even a problem. It's a movie like the dream. Right. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Billy, I'm excited for you to see. it. I haven't seen the final cut, obviously, but,
2: but Dagny has um, seen a version of it.
0: I've seen it. and so I was on cool. set for. One oh, day. yeah, and she
2: was a stand-in and was on set. Yeah, 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 I'm the star. We'll we'll do a separate episode for La Bruja. Well, we'll promote it when it's all done, too. We'll oh, my God, yeah, yeah, yes! Yeah, so <gasps>
0: yes, we will, and I'm excited. And we could
2: pretend that I'm on a publicity tour, and I'm like, oh, hey, guys, I'm just talking about a little project um, that I... Created and made and you know can you I, I do, um, have, maybe the feature can, I could I could be love to have you know we're still talking.
0: Can you do um yes. Harry Styles interview of it feels like a a movie. It, it um, feels like a
2: movie.
0: Like you go to the cinema and it's like a movie, like you'd want to see at the movie. I can do
2: the impression of Chris Pine just like
0: disassociating <laughs> can't believe he's there this is an audio medium but i <laughs> alex, alex
1: just turned in an incredible performance i hope you all visualized thank, it thank yeah, so it much. really looks like chris pine uh, Chris Pine,
0: welcome to the show we're so happy to have you
2: I, i'm like i haven't listened to his voice in a long time so i can't pretend to be him it's
0: okay he's rocking his little bob all over town so cute he so he's so cute his hair. it's it's very cute okay let's do this billy what is pop Mist about
1: Here on Poptimus, we like to have our guests come in and bring us a a subject from pop culture that they love, that is either obscure or actively disliked by the population at large. And then we just talk about why they like it. And today, Alex, I'm very excited to hear what topic you've brought in for us today.
2: Come and find me, hear my song. Let me hold you here where you belong. I don't know if you know that tune, but it's from (laughs) my favorite Broadway musical, Kiss of the Spider Woman, which is also one of my favorite books and also one of my favorite movies because it's been adapted three times.
0: Wait, I know nothing about this. You're going to have to really of The
1: Spider Woman is a classic. Music. Alex, so-
0: really quick, though. I do have to say I'm disappointed you didn't bring in what you said you were going to bring in, which is, you know, J.K. Rowling makes some good <laughs> points. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, you know,
2: I believe in separating the art from the artist. <laughs> um no, no 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 it was just Dick a very funny is bad I am so disappointed yeah, yeah, yeah. in her <laughs> me too it is this
1: is me off. I saw I saw yeah. a little webcomic the other day where <laughs> I don't know if I could find it but it was this um, this guy that was like oh here's your coffee Miss Rowling oh I'm sorry it's not a decaf and she's like oh that's okay and then it's a six months later and it said a new book by Robert Galbraith and it was like coffee shop pedo <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah hey don't question her on anything she'll I... justify her own transphobia
2: by oh, making up a fake god. scenario in a whole novel about it oh my god that's so iconic like
0: Good for what, a fall, uh,
2: what a fall guys
0: <laughs> what a fall i knew once okay, she a... when
2: she started talking about like indigenous wizards i was like oh <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know, <laughs> don't know about this.
0: <laughs> um okay yes this is a an, a show about pop or optimism so we can shit on her after this. Uh, <laughs> Alex, And need you to tell me all about this musical movie book.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Revenge of the... Revenge. Kiss of the Spider-Woman. <laughs> revenge of the Sith. <laughs> Different topic. Um, Kiss of the Spider-Woman is a book that what my teacher recommended to me. She was like, I feel gay vibes from you. I'm going to give you this book. <laughs> uh, Good teacher. Good. I had a couple of those. And I read it as like a high schooler and I it like blew my mind. So the book is about the the daily conversations between two cellmates in an Argentine prison. One is Molina and one is Valentine, and basically the bond that they form in the process. And Molina is in the book. They don't really have the language for what Molina is, but Molina is essentially a trans woman. Like she, she's a man. She was born a man, but believes that she is a woman and, mm-hmm. and on the inside and she tells Valentine, who is a revolutionary, he's a political prisoner who's put in this prison, the uh, stories of the movies that he, that, uh, that Melina would watch with his, their mom. And so the whole book is basically, I'm like showing, showing it to you uh, <laughs> like the readers or the listeners can see it, but the, the book is just conversations. It's stream of consciousness conversations that are separated by dashes, so you don't know who is talking. It doesn't delineate which oh. character is talking, and there is no like, there is no um, setting. It's literally all dialogue. The book is all dialogue, oh. and so wow. you're experiencing it basically the way that Molina is telling these stories to Valentine. And at first, Valentine is very, you know, he doesn't, he's like. I don't know why we should be delving into escapism. This is indulgent. This is stupid, but eventually what Molina teaches him is the power of fantasy and escapism because that's what Molina is essentially doing is using these stories to distract from the prison that they're in, you know, this really horrific place where people are tortured. Um, So it's, the book is amazing I think I think the reason why Kiss of the Spider Woman hit me so hard is because the first movie that Melina tells Valentin about and Melina takes creative license with with these films, you know, she tells Mm -hmm. them the way that 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 appeals to her sensibility uh, is Cat People, which I don't know if you've seen Cat People, but it's about a woman who transforms into a panther at night and like kills people. In the movie version, they're originally gonna do cat people as the the narrative through line of the story that melina tells, but they couldn't get the rights from Universal.
0: Oh. But more on that
2: in a second. So yeah, kiss of the Spider Woman is really about gender and how gender is a construct that we've created. melina represents the feminine mm-hmm. and uh, Valentine res- uh, like presents or represents the masculine and through yeah. them forming this bond, Melina ends up having masculine attributes throughout I don't want to spoil the story but it takes some interesting twists and turns and Valentine ends up embracing his femininity so it's like a fusion between oh, these two ideas cool. and this this union between femininity and masculinity so it was a really it was written in the 70s by mm-hmm. Manuel Puig uh who is an Argentinian writer and it it's just like this it shouldn't have existed during its time. It's so progressive, so groundbreaking. So, I, I mean, I love it. And it was banned for a really long time because of its subject matter. Oh, um, wow. And then it became a huge hit once it was able to come out. Uh, and I think it's Manuel Puig's like most successful work.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. That's incredible. And then, so I'm casually, I know you've done all the research, which is great. Thank you. I'm just <laughs> casually reading as we're going. Um, Puig actually adapted the first stage play um, and then, uh, it was translated into English, but he adapted the first stage play as well, which is very, cause that's what I, I didn't even know it was a novel until
2: today. I thought it was just oh, yeah. a play and a musical. No, 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 no. And then. It's Fred, a musical.
0: Oh yeah. You sang at the beginning.
2: <laughs> yeah. And it was, the musical was created by John Kander and Fred Ebb who created Cabaret, the musical oh,
0: and wow.
2: the original yeah. production, which starred Cheetah Rivera as, as, a. <gasps> As the female presence, it's really interesting because each version of Kiss of the Spider Woman is very different. They share the same narrative through line as far as like these two prisoners, uh, Molina telling these stories as a form of escapism. Uh, But they're all very different. So the movie is about a Brazilian revolutionary and and Uh, Molina. And in the movie, because in the book, there's six stories that Molina tells Valentine. So it, 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 there's a lot of stories. My favorite one is Cat People because I love cats and cat women. Um, so the, as we know. Yes, as we know. Huge fan. Huge fan. Um, love my kitties. <laughs> the movie is essentially the same plot, but in the movie, Melina tells the story of a Nazi propaganda film. So even oh, going wow. further into like the sort of politics of the book. And of course, Valentine is like, why are you telling me this trashy, kitschy uh, movie that like, I, I am a Marxist. I'm a Revol- Like I believe in, in this kind of thing, like Nazi, Nazi propaganda film, like what the fuck? And so in that, in that, Oh, and of course I should say that uh, Molina is played by in the film, uh, William Hurt who ended up winning cool. uh, his Oscar for that film. And oh, wow. Valentine is played by, by incredible uh, Latin actor, Raul Julia.
1: Love him.
2: And the character of um, the, the female in the Nazi propaganda film, her name is Lenny Maison, is played by Sonia Braga, who's very famous Brazilian actress. Her, I think granddaughter, Alice Braga is really popular um, now and Sonia Braga in the film plays Marta, who is Valentin's girlfriend, uh, mm-hmm. the the female protagonist of the Nazi propaganda film, and the spider woman who makes an appearance uh, in the movie. In the book, there is there is no spider woman character. In the book, the spider woman is a representation of Melina and how she's able to Sort of like get her clutches into Valentine and convince him of you know the power of storytelling and escapism. Mm-hmm. In the mm-hmm. movie, she's an actual character that appears. Um, won four Oscars, I think, including Best Picture, directed by Hector oh, Babenco. Wow. Originally, Burt Lancaster was going to play the part of Melina, but his version of the of the of what he wanted to do was not. Uh, shared by the rest of the creative team and making the movie was complete hell. I watched a documentary with Ali, my roommate uh, yeah. yesterday. Cause of course I have the DVD.
0: which hey, there it really is.
2: Hard to find. There's um, not
0: a DVD you don't own. I'm I know. Convinced.
2: Yeah. I own all of them. Um, but yeah, the production of the movie was a nightmare and really hard to make and William Hurt and the director did not get along. And they actually Uh-oh. at one point, they hated each other so much that the assistant director had to get like take the director's notes and give them to William Hurt as kind of a mediator, and the director also oh, wow. spoke no English, and the film is entirely in English, and so this oh, wow. was his first like this was his first like uh, America Here I Am uh, English film that he he could not speak the language, so it was just rife with like just yeah. madness and like it, it was just like. Crazy, and they didn't. So I. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just gonna say they didn't have the money to finish the film. It was every time they screened it to people, people hated it, and then eventually, <laughs> they were able to cut it down and find a narrative through line, uh, through the the Nazi story. Because I guess when they filmed it, they didn't really account for the transition between the prison and the Nazi storyline, or the mm-hmm. the heroine in the Nazi storyline, um, and so. It, they sent it to, I think one of the the head of the Cannes film festival saw a screening of it, and he yeah. was like, "I will I will put this in the festival, if you cut like, like these certain parts out of the movie." And so they did that, and it opened Cannes and won the Palme d'Or, and then became a <laughs> giant success and kiss of the spider woman is actually one of the first movies i mean you could argue that it ushered in the independent movie uh independent film Mm. in general because it was made for nothing starred these really huge actors who took a pay cut you know and and nominated like hugely successful nominated for like four oscars and it was just like completely different from anything that anyone had ever like watched or experienced before
0: can I ask a question?
2: Yeah, of course. I'm no. just talking so want to so, jump in.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'm just curious. So it like that was the first movie of it, right?
2: Yeah, there's only been one movie of it.
0: Oh, okay. I thought you said at the beginning there were three movies, and I was like, if it was this successful the first time, why would they make
2: two more? Oh, no. So it was adapted three times. The book, or sorry, adapted, adapted two times. There's Got three it. versions of it, the book, the movie, and the musical.
0: The musical. Okay, perfect. Well,
1: the musical and the play.
2: Yeah, I guess I don't really. But the, play's the play not nearly
1: as popular. Yeah, no Just one. I was it. Looking, it looks
2: like they don't really do the play. The play was an early version of what ultimately became the book, so it was kind of like. Oh. A it didn't okay. really technically like release, if that makes sense.
0: I see. Um, gotcha.
2: But yeah, so it was it was hugely successful, and I love the movie. I think that like the when I rewatched it a couple like a couple weeks ago it's very interesting not only seeing william hurt in this in this um in this kind of role which you know he never did anything like this ever again which is fascinating but mm-hmm. just the the liberties that they take like really align with the book and really focus the book in a way cuz sometimes like throughout reading the book you know the stories they kind of keep peek at cat people and the Nazi story, like the, those are probably the two most interesting ones because they're the first ones that um, you experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the movie does a great job at focusing it and creating this narrative through line of like, because Molina picks films where women are the central characters because she feels like a woman. Um, oh, so nice. whoever is in the story in the in the film, uh, it's Lenny LaMaison. Uh, she's telling it as if she was in the in the movie. And she does <laughs> the gestures. And, and Sonia Braga has an incredible... Nice. Her performance is incredible because William Hurt and her did not meet at all, but they had the same choreographer. And so the movements that they both make are in sync. So you totally see the connection between Molina and her character.
0: Oh, wow. And
2: it's really great because it's, it's totally camp because this story, like the movie within the movie... Is this incredibly dramatic like melodramatic like sonia braga like puts her puts her hand on on the waist and walks around like this and like it's, and i love norma desmond <laughs> so, so cool. it's totally like my shit yeah <laughs> i'm yeah, about to it, say, it and, sounds, like
0: ham it up ham it up it sounds very norma desmond um and so name, close up.
2: yes quite literally so the movie's great and in the movie melina's character is gay Instead of trans, the movie, his character is gay. But in hearing William Hurt talk about it, William Hurt played it the way the book kind of implies, which is Melina's a woman. Like, Melina feels like a woman on the inside. Um, So that's the way that he played it, which is really cool. But uh, he's technically gay in the movie. But you could, you know, argue that uh, they're not. Um, And I know you... Oh, sorry. Yes. No, no, please.
0: I was going to say, so I know you said that it was banned the book was banned for a little while, but in the seventies when it was released, are there any like, is there any documentation of how people received it? Like, was wh- were there people that spoke highly of the book when it came out or was it kind of widely, this is bad. We shouldn't read. This no, it was,
2: it was very like, it was received pretty well. I think that people just, I mean, the subject matter is pretty, you know, spicy for its uh, time. So mm-hmm. that's why, that's why it was, not looked at I think the first place I haven't done too much research on it but the first country to actually like accept the book was Spain and it was a huge hit there and that's kind of what led to um what led to like the subsequent like oh okay like people are very much in the way the movie was you know kind of no one wanted it uh ended up being a huge success um and something that I forgot to mention is in the book uh The author includes footnotes at the bottom that is about the psychoanalytic theory of homosexuality, like mostly from Freud. Oh, wow. So as you're reading the conversation, the dialogue, like depending on what they're talking about, it'll include a footnote about, you know, homosexuality to kind of contextualize what is happening because Manuel Quique was all about taking the judgment out of like he wanted everything to be presented almost like as if he had no opinion on it. Like he wanted it mm-hmm. to speak all through the character. So putting the footnotes created sort of a, a uh, third person kind of experience, you know, cause we're all on Melina's journey in a sense, because we're hearing her tell the story. Um, yeah. Cause they he wanted to be objective over the, over the homosexuality aspect of it. Um, that's, that's honestly, that's incredible. It's um, so good. It's everyone should read the book. It's kind of hard. The movie is really hard to I'm find to. and the book is kind of hard to find, but it is at first it's hard to get into because you have no idea what's going on. It's really through their dialogue that you learn anything. And in the book, you don't really know Valentine. in the movie. It um, labels him as a Marxist, but in the book, you don't really know what his political affiliation is. Hmm, It's implied that he is like, you know, more it's implied that he's left leaning um, and very progressive. But, you know, the book is very it's very, very objective. And the way that that we learn information, because it takes a couple twists and turns up until the end, which is like incredible. um, It's just (laughs) such a great ride because you're just learning about these characters through what they say. Just like you learn about. A story like in a campfire, you're on that journey uh, with whoever's telling a story orally, um, and then the musical, which is one of my oh, favorite quick. musicals. Yes. Before before
1: we hop into the musical, I want a couple of fun facts about the movie. Yeah. So, it was the first ever independent film to be nominated for Best Picture.
2: Hmm.
1: Um. It was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Writer, and then William Hurt won Best Actor. Um, it was, he was the first actor to win an Oscar for playing a gay character, which is interesting. Um, and then the last thing I saw that was very interesting is that William Hurt and Raul Julia worked for nothing but the payment for their air tickets and hotel bills in Brazil. They didn't get paid for the movie.
2: No, and then basically the, the way, the reason the movie got made is because they agreed to take pay cuts. So they basically, they, they did work. I will combat the that they didn't get paid. They worked for scale, essentially, for like SAG. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, but they agreed that they would they would you know their normal fee. They would they wouldn't do their normal fee, but they would get back end points, which now is how every actor who makes an independent movie yeah. does. Because if it's successful, then you get you know a cut of whatever box office. So I ended up working in their favor. Yeah, that's great. And then, yeah, just you—you you talked
1: about it, but um, it was apparently rejected from the New York Film Festival without them even finishing it because the first cut was so rough. Um, it was and three uh, hours long. William, yeah, William Hurt apparently, when he finally saw the first cut, tried to buy it so he could destroy it so no one could could see it. So I'm glad that's they they got this edit. And and from what I just read, skimming that was uh, William Hurt said the original cut focused too much on the fantasy sequences and not enough on the relationship between the two leads and that's where they refocused it and yeah,
2: cuz it's the most important they did for
1: three oscars it. holy shit mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and i would really recommend the documentary that's on i mean it's on the dvd but it's it's almost 2 hours and it just goes through the whole process of making the film that's it's, cool it's wild like wow. That movie was—I don't know how they made it because it was complete. Like just from hearing it, it sounds like a disaster. Like every, <laughs> every single part of the process was just like a mess. Um, but it is well worth watching. It is well worth reading, and the musical, which was nominated for eleven Tonys and oh won God. seven, including Wow, uh, one for Peter Rivera and Best Musical, um, Best, best- Book. Best score, best mm-hmm. musical. Wow! And it's so Sorry, good, guys. Go it's I listen to the soundtrack probably like once a day. I have my favorite song, <laughs> but I literally like that's all I sing in the shower because I want to be <laughs> as the Spider Woman.
0: I love Cheetah Rivera; she's incredible,
2: so incredible. And so, essentially, in the in the musical, it's the same um, the same sort of vibe. Melina and Valentine are in this jail cell, I believe. Molina is still a gay man in this, in this version. Um, mm-hmm. But this time, Valentine is an Argentinian revolutionary. And this one takes place in an Argentinian jail. The movie is um, based in Brazil, Brazil, a Brazilian jail. Okay. Um, yeah. And in the move in the play, Chita Rivera does not play Lenny Le Maison, She plays this character called Aurora. And so mm. Aurora is basically Molina's escapist, Figure so there's still that strong feminine energy of like Molina escaping into these characters where essentially he's the central figure, but mm-hmm. it's personified by you know this character called Aurora, and instead of Aurora's story following a through line like the movie and and the book, um, it's still the same character as the movie in a sense that like the same theatricality the same you know uh, 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 duality but in the musical it's different films or it's different um every time molina thinks about aurora or there's like a really there's like a situation that is so intense that he has to escape from it aurora appears but she appears according to what molina has been talking about so sometimes she comes out and it's a huge latin number sometimes she comes out and it's a it's a huge like theatrical you know uh german-esque number so she appears (laughs) Instead of appearing in one story, it's like different different versions of her constantly, according to you know what the characters are going through in the musical. And That's in the so musical, cool. the Spider Woman is also a character, but her role is more expanded in the musical, and she's mm-hmm. basically the personification of death. So she comes to Melina, yeah. and she there's this really beautiful song where Melina has just been um, he's in the hospital because he takes, um, he eats food that has been poisoned because it was meant for Valentine. So he's in the hospital. He's like taking morphine to get better. And the spider woman comes in and she, and he's like, uh, she's like, um, God, how does this song go? Let me see if I can look up the lyrics because this is a beautiful,
0: it's such sing. a
2: beautiful sing. song. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to sing.
0: I think you get what, do up to like, 15 20 seconds something like that
2: I'm like oh god what is this song it's called a visit morphine tango
0: oh that's a spicy (laughs) (laughs) because
2: he's taking morphine um but the lyrics are essentially she appears and she's like good evening how have you been and Melina's like go away go away you know how I've been. And she goes, I only want to talk. Why are you afraid? Because the spider woman in this version is very, you know, she's very charismatic, very, you know, seductive Mm because what she wants is to kiss Melina because a kiss from the spider woman is a kiss of death. And so throughout the play, you know, she foreshadows kind of what's going to happen at the end. And he's like, I've always been afraid of you. And she's like, one day you'll kiss me. One day you'll give in one day you'll <laughs> they do all men kiss me and you will too so it's it's such a beautiful like that's my favorite number in the whole thing it's a it's the least flashiest number but yeah Amazing. and something cool about the play too is that it was choreographed by Rob Marshall oh hey later would do the revival of Cabaret direct mm-hmm. the revival of Cabaret who later would direct the film Chicago yes yep. Rob Marshall, and then
1: Into the Woods, but we don't talk about
2: that. Uh, and Memoirs of a Geisha.
0: <laughs> I, I did
1: like Memoirs of a Geisha.
0: And also, Ooh, Although I
1: watched
2: it a long time ago. Is it incredibly racist? Yeah, because all of the Japanese characters are played by Chinese actors. Oh, <laughs> oh, no, why, why would they, do, didn't that? Why would that. they do that? I would not know that. Especially in that time period. And why the book is also written by an American man. So it totally oh. takes liberties with geishas and the culture of geishas and turns them into, uh, you know, sex workers, essentially, which yeah. they're not. Z-Zag, Michelle Yeoh. When
0: I was oh, very no. young. So I don't really remember too much, but I remember it being very pretty. I was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. Very beautifully. Um, and John uh, Williams yeah, is poor. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. If only, if only they had been on a little less cultural appropriation, we would have loved it still oh, today. Yes. Oh yes, but yeah, um, that also into the woods was not that bad. We're not throwing, I, I mean, it, it was, it could have been better.
1: Yes, but sorry, and it,
0: it, was not terrible. It,
1: no, it's yeah, but it's worse. It's worse than the. If you are going to make a film of a musical, it needs to be better than the version that already exists, where they just yeah. put a camera at the Broadway stage. Because the, the uh, nineteen eight whatever the 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 Into the Woods with uh, Bernadette Peters and uh, Joanna, what's her name, who plays the Baker's wife, yeah. is incredible. And just watch that. Don't watch the, the movie. And now I wanna it's watch so that good. tonight. I think I really want to is-
0: see the into the woods revival that's going right now because it looks oh, so with Kate good. Moore? Oh. Yeah, with OCU alumni Kate Moore as Sarah Bareilles. That's where uh,
1: a friend of the pod Claire is currently in New York to try because uh, Kate might be going up because she's a swing. I think Kate's going up as the Baker's wife this weekend, or I don't know. (sighs) I want to see it so bad,
0: and I want to see it twice. I want to see it with Sarah Bareilles, though. I think she's leaving or has left, and then once she might come back. Okay. But yeah, the cast is just, I'm like, this looks so good. And I get clips of it on TikTok of them. And I'm like, oh, my God, I would kill to see this musical. You guys, Um, I have
2: to say when I first learned, because, you know, we all had musical theater aspirations, right, because we're all actors. Mm -hmm. um but when i first (laughs) learned about what a swing is i was like i don't think i could ever do broadway because that sounds so fucking stressful
0: (laughs) it's very hard yeah
2: like i would totally (sighs) flop i would forget my lines and never have a career again
0: (laughs) it's when i yeah i honestly think they have like the hardest job um at least in the Broadway yeah. world, the hardest job in the entire world is to be a swing on Broadway. Um, <laughs> it is rather confusing, I'm sure. Especially, I would say like Hamilton swings that like, can go on for like any part almost. Yeah, and it's like you're a half an inch different in this choreography from this person that you also know the the like. Have you Have you or-
1: followed any of that? It was about a week or so ago, but after. Um, Leah Michelle got the COVID funny on Steve Girl. Yeah. So did a bunch of other people where they had to hire, they didn't have enough swings outside to cover people. and they had to hire outside people to come in for like a week. Like and learn this right show. now. Yeah. Like day of.
0: What's the lead guy's name? Raul. Yeah, it was oh, a lead wait. guy.
1: They had, the mother had to get like a a day of outside person. Outside hire. Crazy stuff. That whole that they whole show is cursed. Honestly awful. it deserves it. <laughs>
2: No. and what's
0: funny is like <laughs> funny is that I just the feel it's really not happy. even a good musical. Like it's a good musical, but it's like not that great of a story. But there's no, it's not. so much stuff, like so much drama around it now that same thing with Don't Worry Darling, like they're not great. I haven't watched Don't Worry Darling, but I've heard well, I'm
2: more. watching it tonight. And, I'm so excited. <laughs>
1: Oh, have fun i want to hear everything
0: oh my god there was a tiktok of somebody that went to go see it and throughout the whole movie someone in the theater was airdropping memes of hairstyles styles to everyone in the theater
2: you guys like I a saw shrek clip. harry
0: styles
2: i saw a tiktok of like a scene where he's like
0: <laughs> yeah. haven't
2: i given you everything and he literally goes <laughs>
1: He just makes a face.
0: Yeah. It's also it's so apparently sad. because his scenes are mostly with Florence Pugh and she's just so incredible. Yes. He seems just like kind of bad next to her because he's not very strong compared well, to... Well, Daphne, did
1: you, did you reach out to your old friend Shia to see like... If he's got any input or. over or to a, like, his Sherman
0: going? Oaks loft and say, hey man, here's Dude, some. Dude, the reason you don't
1: see him at. I, well, that was so funny. He actually moved to Pasadena and then he started coming into the restaurant I
2: worked at. Mm. And I was like, he's just following the McCartney's. This is hilarious. Yes. I remember he was very strange.
0: Oh, yeah, because Alex also worked at Mendo and Salchaya.
2: Yeah, I only saw he him once, nice. but I remember being like, I, I'm nervous.
0: <laughs> mm hmm. I feel there like was a hot you know, minute where he like knew my name but also I, actually it wasn't even for the name tag because i refused to i never wore mine <laughs> uh, okay
2: so speaking of shia labeouf uh i saw because he used to i think he was married to mia goth for mm-hmm. a minute i, so. I saw Pearl last night
1: <laughs> sorry it's a stupid joke
0: is there a character <laughs> mia goth in the sims
1: in The Sims, the fam there's the Goth family, and I'm pretty sure the mother is oh. Mia. I might be wrong.
0: No, like the,
1: the tutorial family Mia. is the Goth family, and every time someone says Mia Goth, that's what
2: I think of. Oh my god, Sims. that's hilarious. Maybe she was a sim that they created it into like a real life person.
0: Yeah, Shia LaBeouf was like, "I want this as my wife." Manufacture <laughs> this into a real human woman.
2: But I saw Pearl last night, which she stars in, and it's amazing and incredible.
0: I've heard I haven't seen the trailer for that, but I've had people tell me that it's really, really good. So I want to see that as well. Yeah, there's some fun stuff coming out. So, Billy, we'll have to have some recap stuff after we see. Yeah, well, if if I can keep going
1: to these screenings, um, I'm going to be really excited to see a bunch of movies this year. I have tickets uh, to go see Amsterdam on Tuesday, and that's not even out yet.
0: Yeah.
2: I've heard some things.
0: But yes, because really Alex made a face.
2: I can't wait. Kiss Kiss of the Spider Woman, mm-hmm. a, yes. and then it was also revived their data revival with Vanessa Williams that was also very very successful, oh. where she plays you- um, the Spider Woman Aurora character.
0: Have you seen the musical live or just the music and?
2: No, I've only heard the music because the oh, last production of it was it. like in nineteen ninety is some in the nineties, oh. and they haven't um, they haven't revived it at all. And the movie. Yeah, you'll- You'll see like
1: regional productions pop up every once yeah. in a while, like a, like a, a mm-hmm. local house will do Kiss of the Spider Woman. But yeah, I don't think it's been on Broadway in 20 years.
2: They are doing it on Noise Within though, sometime in March. But so I remember to, I'm, I had to. i I want to go see that just to see like a version of it because I've only seen like shitty like they have them on YouTube like DB DV, DV video camera like <laughs> the cameras moving all the time, but. Yeah i really want to see i wish that they i'm sure that there's probably a recording of cheetah rivera as the spider woman but it's such a great like the music is so great i mean it's definitely at its time when it was when it was released i mean it it was very critically lauded but you know there was a lot of uh there was a lot of complaints or backlash about you know basically what valentine says in each story of it which is like this is schlocky escapism like this doesn't matter and I think that like people as someone who like who loves stories within stories and just like Mm -hmm. characters telling story I like I love that sort of within within and that's sort of like what me as a director like all of my things that I make are about people telling stories to each other to Mm -hmm. escape a situation is like entertainment just because it's entertainment doesn't mean it's not it can't be avant-garde, you know, the actor telling a story is probably one of the most humane things you can do, especially in a environment that is awful and, and, and traumatic, you know, stories are that little grain of hope that can grow bigger and bigger and bigger, you know? And so, yeah. That I was love, such a
0: beautiful sentence.
2: I love stories. Thank you. <laughs> Everyone, uh,
0: read Kiss
1: of the Spider Woman. Watch Kiss of the Spider Woman. Listen to Kiss of the Spider Woman. What a fantastic recommendation. Yeah. I, before we, we move on to the end of the show, Alex, I wanted to ask, have you ever read Cloud Atlas? Disregard the movie. <laughs> you-
2: no, but I love the movie.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: okay. I well, that helps. Fucking, I would die for that movie. I'm such a huge fan. <laughs> I was like, everybody, shut up! It's amazing. Also, rife with cultural appropriation, but <laughs> I, they made some weird choices. Uh, they made choices. no choices. So, <laughs> but so, uh, Halle oh, Berry's oh, in it, so I'm always gonna like Halle Berry and yeah, everything.
0: Right. It's because she's perfect. The um
1: the book is that's the only thing is the book the structure of the book is I think what makes helps make it so interesting, hmm. which is you just start the book and you're reading like the journalist the journal of the sailor from the 1800s and then oh, mid-sentence cool. oh yeah you're just reading his journal you're just reading the journal like his journal like it's dated and then you turn mid-sentence you turn the page and it's 1912 mm-hmm. and there's a composer in germany sending love letters back to his lover in england wait that's and, really cool and somewhere in there he's like by the way have you ever heard of this journal I found I found this journal of this sailor, but the book is ripped in half and I can't find the other half. If you oh. And that's you're like, oh my god, that's what I was reading. That's the book that was ripped in half.
2: Oh god, I just missed chills.
1: And then halfway through that, the letters just the end of the letter just stops and all of a sudden it's the seventies, and that's the one where Halle Berry's like the lead. But it's the seventies and it's I don't remember the set I think that one's just a little novel. But in that, it's like, oh, and I just was given this transcripts and it's these love letters from this composer in the 1910s, and so you get the half, the first half of each story, all the way until you get to the post-apocalyptic story. Yeah, and uh, in that one, they, um, there's the uh, the like neo soul like sci-fi world, yeah. right? And so in the post-apocalyptic one, they find this like hologram of the one character's uh, prison testimony. The and martyr, like, right? The martyr. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it's her being interrogated in prison. And so then you get the whole post-apocalyptic story. At the end of that, it's like, but we always follow the story
2: of Suni 114, whatever her name was. I know yeah. it was Suni. No, I think it is, is Suni 114. Yeah. Who's my favorite character and, in that movie? Yeah. Her performance is incredible. And
1: then they go, They go. if you haven't heard her words here, listen. And they restart the hologram. And then you get the second half of Suni's story. And in hers, she's like, oh, and this, it, and then you get the second half going back in time to where oh. the last end of the movie is the second half of the journal oh, of no. the sailor. And so the whole thing's like a pyramid. And so as cool. much as the movie has some cool choices, I don't like that they're always jumping around. I yeah. like this kind of like self-referential yeah, right. pyramid that it does all the well, way Well, I
2: think I think that the best version, honestly, of that, because I love the movie because it's the first time I was introduced to that you know story, right? Yeah. I think the best version of that, of what they were trying to do in the movie is Sense8. Because Sense8 is yes. very Sense8 similar, is, and, oh and that's why I wish better. I wish they
1: would have made like Cloud Atlas as like an eight-part miniseries because I think they would have done an incredible job. Well, with yeah, it. I think
2: I think that it would be like if any like if they wanted to do a reboot as a miniseries, it would be perfect.
1: But well, so, it's also after Sense8 and a couple other things. I don't think the Wachowskis should make movies anymore. I think they should
2: make TV series. They're so good at it. <laughs> I want to talk about the Matrix Resurrections. Did you hear my hot take on the on the podcast? Did you like it? I loved it. I think it's the oh best Matrix. Oh my god, I'm leaving. How do I? I leaving literally <laughs> for the bit. I'm not doing the pitch. How do I? <laughs> I'm literally going away.
0: Oh no. <laughs>
2: He's gone.
0: Oh my god. I think god. it fixes
1: uh, all the problems with the Matrix 2 and 3. Uh, the I Matrix
2: think 2 it. and 3 will never be lowbrow. Those are my favorite ones. They're garbage. <laughs> no, they're not. And I love the Matrix 4.
0: Uh, uh, i've only seen the first matrix so i'll stay out of this argument
1: yeah that's all it you fixes, need to see, honestly but it makes it so that the, the 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 horrible the fact that the prophecy doesn't come true is addressed in the fourth one that's why i hate the third one is because the prophecy doesn't come true and then everyone acts like it does but no, nothing does is
2: come true
1: no it doesn't the the he, neo the is true. the one and he and he will destroy all the machines and save humanity and he does not do that the machines well, are not destroyed he well, does not save humanity the
2: reason why because <laughs> that prophecy belongs to the old version of neo in the matrix so what the oracle did in the matrix reservoir in re- revolutions is essentially she had neo repro because you know how every cycle of the matrix has a new neo yeah And every cycle of the Matrix, Neo uh, goes on his quest, destroys the machines, and then it gets rebooted. And the humans never escape the clutches of, you know, the computers controlling them. But the Oracle introduced the element of love. And so when Neo fell in love with Trinity, that changed the course of the cycle of the Matrix. And so at the end, they find peace because every time Neo destroyed the machines, uh, Zion would eventually fail. So only- Correct, but they still still never- they still never it's address true. the prophecy, and you know, that's why true. I like the they Matrix do Four. The, po- the prophecy, because in the third one, it says that the prophecy is a lie. So, well, and you know, that's that's, that's <laughs> <way>. Or in <laughs> the second one, <laughs> at the end, they say that the prophecy was a lie.
1: Guys, I Look don't know how to
2: tell you. Look Matrix 4 fucking
1: rules, and and that's why I, Matrix Four is yet again a love story, and it addresses no, and not
2: coming back. No, Only the way I've been treated. I don't like the way I've been challenged.
0: <laughs> we respect all of your opinions. Come and find me. You to hear my song.
2: Let me take you. I feel well, the last lyric. <laughs> I guess
1: we before before this entirely falls apart, we should move on to the end of the show.
0: Let's play a game. And this Let's is game. this is a
1: part of the show where we play a game called What a Pitch, and this is where our guest will give us a prompt for a movie, a TV show, a video game, a, a concept album, and we'll have 30 seconds to pitch it. Uh, and I don't know who goes first. Who do you want to go first, Dagny? I
0: go first because last episode when Jane was in person. So I'm going to turn my volume oh, all the that's way down. Right. Go for gold. All right.
1: Dagny's out of here. Whenever you're ready, Alex.
2: I mean, since we were talking about Cloud Atlas and the Matrix Resurrections, what would a crossover Cloud Atlas Matrix Resurrection or like continuation of the Matrix i love uh, this real.
1: dagny what will it, not be able to
2: be. do this <laughs> which is why i'm so excited to hear okay. what she comes up with. Okay. all
1: right so what matrix cloud atlas extended universe
2: yes like the marvel Shorts universe of of uh, matrix cloud atlas uh kiss of the spider woman extended universe
1: all right, see, I don't even know if I could do because of the Spider Woman, but yes, I can. Absolutely. I just told Here we go. You all about it. So, the whole bit, the bit in Cloud Atlas is that there's all these characters that have a birthmark that looks like a shooting star. And the implication by the end is that they might be the same soul reincarnated over and over again. And this whole story is actually about one soul over the course of like 300 years. But what if there's two souls in love, and their names are Trinity and Neo? And one of, the, one of the reincarnations that we don't see in Cloud Atlas is when they were inside the Matrix in between the the sci-fi Korean story and the post-apocalyptic story where they built a supercomputer based on 1999. And so these characters are also the characters in Cloud Atlas. Now, what's interesting is in Kiss of the Spider-Woman, the stories that are being told are also about this one soul being reincarnated. So even though the, the storytellers are not the reincarnated soul the stories they are telling is about that so it's all interconnected which is also funny because they da- uh, cloud Atlas is also connected to all of David Mitchell's other books so they're also <laughs> apparently all tied to number nine dream in the bone clocks and and black swan green and all his other phenomenal novels and that was a minute sorry Dagny but that's how you connect cloud Atlas and the matrix and she is screwed and I can't wait
2: I love how Dagny's face throughout all of that was just like looking down <laughs>
1: So she's, she can't hear us.
2: Cracks oh, me she up. Yeah. Oh I yeah, no, I she has to find out now. Oh come on God. back, Dagney. I was just saying it was really funny because you were just kind of like <laughs> throughout that whole image. Right.
0: I'm just <laughs> kinda of waiting to watch until Billy stopped talking because I couldn't tell when
2: to come back <laughs> Alright, it's your turn. Basically, uh this is the Cloud Atlas Stryker. Matrix Kiss of the Spider Woman extended universe like marvel but we're making another movie that incorporates all three
0: you're kidding you're fucking <laughs> <I'm> not <laughs> i haven't seen any of these okay based exclusively yeah. on what we talked about i'm keeping it simple so neo and trinity are the names of the characters in the matrix correct i do know that much so yes. um we don't know that they're actually in prison in cells side by side So we start hearing them. They're like telling stories and we're hearing um, like before the matrix, like their lives before, but we don't realize, Wow, I'm nervous. I'm clearing my throat. So they're talking about their childhoods and they're like singing different songs throughout. And they're just, they've never seen each other's faces, but they're in prison next to each other. So they're falling in love throughout hearing each other's lives. um, And then we figure out at the end that they're in the matrix, but it's like, you know, they realize that they actually were part of each other's lives. So when they get to the that point of the like climax of the musical, they're like, "Oh wait, we knew each other." And they've like had their minds when they went into prison, their minds were, uh, or their memory was erased. But they put the pieces together that they're actually in love, and they know, knew each other in a past life. And then you know, full circle, and they like talk back through their lives, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, we knew each other the whole time. Crazy." Anyway, that was it.
1: That's almost the plot of The Matrix 4, but
2: yeah. Is it really? <laughs> I really enjoyed Dagny's take. Yeah, I did too. I'm kind without of Without
0: having any information. <laughs> yeah,
2: literally. And I love how, I mean, I don't know if you meant to do this, but it did address the Cloud Atlas of it all because of the reincarnation without actually mentioning it. So yeah. I'm going to go with Dagny. God Sorry, it. Billy. Even though I loved Billy's like uh, story, I don't know. I was really drawn to the simplicity of Dagny's. Uh, yeah, uh, I had to good. keep
0: it simple. I had very really little good. information. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, UCB, for the improv
1: training. Hilarious! <laughs> How dare you?
0: Pulling well, over here. Is it still yeah. open? I don't know. Yeah, they had I'm to close. That. It's
1: actually a huge bummer. They had to close the really big theater, the the big second theater due to COVID. They just couldn't afford the cost. But the original theater is still there by the uh, Scientology
2: Celebrity Center. Oh, because oh, nice. I have a voucher because I never finished my 301 class because of pandemic. Oh. So I think I have to take that over again. You should go.
0: Oh. Yeah, I should go. And then we'll have you back. Yeah, on, Building with all the
2: classrooms
1: they had to close, and it's just sitting over there by that Target with a fence around it because no so one has sad. bought it. It's really sad because it's Maybe a phenomenal. Maybe they can buy it space.
0: back someday. Does
2: it still it's say UCB cool. on the? I
1: think so. oh, that's even it just, worse. It just has, <laughs> it yeah. has like a chain-like fence around it, so no one can get into it. They it's couldn't so even sad. take the sign. Nope. <laughs> Well, because they had all those like empty slots out front for like businesses and cafes and no one ever moved in, which makes me think their rates were like, I mean, I'm talking shit, I don't even, I'm talking to my ass. I have no idea. But it makes me think their rates were really crazy or something. I mean, if it's across I the street know. from a Target, they probably are. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well,
1: the Target just opened. The Target was under construction the whole time they were there. And Is it that that just opened. Is
0: the big Target over
1: there? Yeah, it's, yeah. And it's actually not all that big. The parking I got lots evacuated
0: from that when I went why <laughs> a fire alarm went off so we all had to leave okay
2: uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> i stole eighty thousand dollars worth of merchandise oh my god so I, was
2: I believe I that target is so expensive
0: it is i love it um well, well alex
2: thanks for joining us yeah oh that guys, was perfect thank uh, you for hearing me rant yet again i loved it and now i'm gonna read this book
0: yeah and your watch passion the movie is and listen to the oh, yeah.
2: musical it's on spotify and apple music
0: I'll listen to the musical today. Um, it's really I'm very great. excited. I can't wait. Um,
2: Alex, do you have, I know we already talked about your your project, but do you have anything else you want to plug? I think I think just La Bruja. You can follow at La Bruja. Oh, I don't even know my own Instagram. You can go to <laughs> www. La and learn more about. Uh, my piece is film La Bruja. I'm literally looking up labrujathefilm.com to make sure that that's the right website. Because I got <laughs> nervous. You
0: did say <laughs> WW, so just two Ws. Um, so I good luck. <laughs> good luck on the worldwide but finding yes, this.
2: Just as I talked about, my film is about the power of storytelling and how you can use a story not story only to reflect what's going on in actual life, but to create, impart hope to the person receiving the story
0: and that's it's a very beautiful plug. movie It's my plug. billy i'm excited for you to watch it actually i'm excited for all yeah. of the listeners to watch it but it, it's very La beautiful bruja. thank you thank yes. you well, guys, well thanks thank for so joining us alex
2: evening. i miss
1: yeah. you and i miss you too i'm glad i got to see you last week or two weeks ago whenever it was
0: oh yeah um, our brunch our brunch date
1: brunch date um and Dagny, uh take it away
0: yeah. Thank you so much for listening to Poptimist. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, sorry okay, didn't need the chuckles from the peanut gallery gallery. My God. Okay, thank you for listening to Poptimist. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out all of our previous episodes. We have like a thousand at this point. Um, just kidding. Sixty something? Who knows? This is uh, Sixty-eight. Wow, lots of episodes to check out. So be sure to listen to those. And if you enjoyed Alex, which I'm sure you did, check out his Catwoman episode, which was a blast and a half. Um, very, very funny. So be sure on this episode or any others to like, subscribe, comment, give us five stars. Tell us what your pitch would be for the Matrix Cloud Atlas, et cetera, et cetera, crossover. Um, and thanks again for the win. Oh my God, I was shocked. Um anyway. For updates on when we have new episodes, ideally every Wednesday, follow us on Instagram and at PoptimusPod, and you'll find out when a new episode drops. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, want to be a guest, anything you want to reach out about, email us at PoptimusPod at gmail.com. And with that, I think that's everything. Yes? Yeah. Okay. Everybody say goodbye.
1: Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye.